This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to another episode of the Geotechnical Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Green, and we're going to be talking about something that we're getting a lot of feedback from listeners and from folks that are watching, that they want to hear more about what this hybrid workforce looks like. We have opportunities to have transformative leadership that sort of has been forced on the industry, but it's also an opportunity because right now we, for the most part, have hybrid work opportunities and and we're trying to figure out what this all looks like. So we're going to talk about that. We're talking about how to navigate through shifts. We're going to talk about how these changes are altering our approach to work and also our approach to team leadership and what this means and how you can use all this to have a dynamic atmosphere for your work office, for your work team, for your work group. And with that, we're going to dive into how these changes are reshaping the very essence of leadership. But before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor for today's episode, that being Tensar, a division of CMC. Check out Tensar Plus, the award-winning design software for construction professionals to design with geosynthetics and calculate their value on projects. Tensar Plus is simple to use with a powerful engineering system at its core. It leverages our decades of research and experience with soils all over the world, so you can count on your solutions working the first time, even in the most difficult conditions. Whether you're designing a crane pad or need to build a temporary road over muck, the cost, time, and carbon savings can be calculated, making comparison with alternatives simple. Specs, reports, and product data can be generated for your design, and training resources, research, and our third-party expert reviews are all provided conveniently in the software if needed. Usable both online and offline, the app is available in browser and on all major mobile platforms. Whatever you're working on, Tensar Plus is your toolbox for success. So as leaders, we find ourselves at a crossroads needing to adapt to this new reality. Communication, once upon a time, in a far land away, once centered on face-to-face interactions. You had to be face-to-face with your colleague, with your subordinate, with your boss or supervisor. But now a lot of what we do involves some aspect of a virtual meaning, a hybrid component, instant messaging, collaborative platforms. And leading in this environment, demands a different set of skills to foster a sense of connection and camaraderie among team members who we may never meet in person. Think about it. Back in the day, you could read the cues that were verbal and nonverbal, but in a space where you're doing things hybrid, and in some cases people don't turn their cameras on, it becomes a lot more complicated to figure out the nuances of how to build and sustain a team in that type of environment and those type of challenges. As we look at this more, the hybrid work necessitates a shift in our approach to performance evaluation. 
It's no longer solely about the hours logged in the office. There was a time where people would say, if you want to advance, you come in early and make sure people see you and you stay late and make sure those same people see you. But it's a little different now, right? Now it's about the results that are delivered. In times past, it probably was about that as well. But that component of the hybrid really does force us to focus in on the, the results. And leaders must focus in on setting clear expectation, providing the right tools, and empowering the teams to excel regardless of where they're physically located. So because of the hybrid workforce, it's possible that you could have people that work on your team that aren't even close to where your offices are, right? Or your branch offices are. So what does that mean when it comes time for evaluation? I've seen that you have to really be intentional because if you're not seeing someone, right? It's almost like that notion of out of sight, out of mind. So you have to find ways to make sure that people are still seeing you. And as a supervisor, you have to find ways to make sure you're still checking in with your team to make sure that you're providing meaningful time with them, meaningful feedback. You don't want to uh, have the appearance of just being over somebody's shoulder. What's the status just for the sake of what's the status, right? Because then you could actually slow your team down and you could be more of a hindrance to them. So this challenge of making sure that we're not micromanaging, making sure that we're actually genuinely trying to find out how people are doing and how we could better support them, how we could better lead them. And I found that the thing that has been helpful for my team's success is just listening. That's a very profound notion, but listening because people, for the most part, will tell you what they need. They'll tell you how they want to be led. And if you're able to have the flexibility and if you're nimble enough to adapt and to adjust and to incorporate these things, you could be a leader that's transformative. So just some things to keep in mind. So let's talk a little bit about team dynamics. The hybrid model blurs the lines quite a bit between professional and personal spaces. And we're not talking about just leading professionals. We're talking about leading whole individuals that have unique circumstances, challenges, and aspirations. And I can recall, it's hard to talk without talking about COVID, but I remember in times of COVID, you're accustomed to saying, how are you doing? And people would say, fine. How are you doing? Cool. How you doing? Good, right? But during COVID, because it was a worldwide pandemic and because there was a lot of just crazy stuff happening all around us, oftentimes if you said, how are you doing? And somebody said, ah, good or fine or okay. Oftentimes, I remember myself, you would say, no, 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 no. How are you really doing? Because it's very likely you're not good. And when somebody asks that second time of how are you really doing, that's when it usually comes out, provided you have a work relationship or a work space that is safe enough for folks to be their authentic selves. Before we go on here, I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, a leader in engineering exam prep for the FE and PE exams. PPI provides expert prep courses and study resources designed to help you pass the FE and PE exams the first time. PPI's live online courses include hours of lectures, problem-solving demonstrations, exam strategy sessions, office hours, and a passing guarantee. Check out PPI today at ppi2pass.com to see all the options available for FE and PE exam prep. When we talk about the demands, you know, it's almost as though we have to have more of an empathetic leadership style, understanding that each team member may be facing different situations around work, so there may be different needs, as some people say access needs, 
for what each individual is going to need in order to be successful on that team. So as leaders, we also have to be mindful of burnout. In generations past, we had to be mindful of burnout, but I think we're focusing in on it a lot more now because it is very important to make sure that people are not working to the point of burnout. And the lines between work and personal life can easily blur in this remote or hybrid setting. It's almost as though you wake up and you're at work and you go to sleep and you're at work. So there are definitely some needs to make sure that if you're working at home, if you have the luxury of having enough space, trying to have a place where you do your work that you can close the door from, or if you don't have a lot of space, close a laptop, unplug it from the Wi-Fi so that you can actually pull away from the work and actually be home. It's crucial that we promote work-life balance or life-work balance or work-life integration or whatever you call it. You got to have some way to encourage breaks and provide necessary support for mental well-being. That's just crucial. It's crucial that if you want to bring your full self to work and bring your best self to work, you got to make sure you're taking care of the mental health and making sure you're taking care of your own well-being. And that looks different for each person. That looks different for each group. That looks different for everyone. And it takes some time to create spaces that are safe enough that we can make sure we encourage that and hold each other accountable. You know, somebody's working through the night, multiple nights in a week. You have to get to the point where you say, all right, take a day off, right? Thanks. We got the deadline taken care of. Let's take a day off. Let's take some time off, start the day late. So these are things that you want to consider. If you're not considering, you should consider because this is probably what your team needs and, and may not know that they can ask. And then also you want to have an environment that people are able to ask for what it is that they need. It may not be possible for you to provide it all the time, but just knowing that you can ask for it usually provides for a better space than if you don't feel that you can ask for what you need. Another very important thing I'd like to touch on is the impact of digital collaboration. Incorporating digital collaboration tools into your leadership strategy is a crucial aspect of navigating this hybrid world. Now, these tools play a pivotal role in maintaining clear communication and fostering teamwork, even in a dispersed work environment. Now, everyone has a different version of what this looks like. Sometimes people have ways of using the calendar to know when people are going to come in and when people are going to be out. We touched on briefly that there are different communication tools where you're doing more like a text messaging rather than an actual email. But when all else fails, picking up the phone and making the phone call really does help to make sure that we're not losing something in translation, especially when you have folks that are in different parts of the state and the world or whatever it may be. You want to make sure that the people that are remote don't feel like they're getting a, a second tier experience from the people that are in person. So that's something that you really have to find a way that works well for your team. And in today's professional landscape, where team members may be scattered across different locations and time zones, time zones is another tricky one, digital collaboration tools become the connective tissue that binds the teams together. These tools have features such as video conferencing, instant messaging, project management platforms, and shared document repositories. That's a big one when you're going through uh, submittals and shop drawing reviews and requests for information RFIs. You have so many different team members that are trying to get information at the same time. And these different software packages or digital collaboration tools make that possible. And when done right, this enables seamless and efficient communications. And this is across different groups within the same company. And it oftentimes it's within project teams, different disciplines, different companies. 
coming together for a common purpose of completing a project or responding to requests for proposal or something like that. But there's there's oftentimes you have people that are coming from all these different places to do things. And then we have so much collaboration. You have project teams that are based in different states or in different countries that are working on a project and they can't come together every week to go out to the project site. So you have to have these ways of getting information together, making decisions together, having conversations across whatever the platform is so that you can make informed decisions and ultimately build things, right? Solve problems, construct things, design things. So when we look at these tools and how they facilitate a sense of transparency and accountability, allowing leaders to set clear expectations and monitor progress, these are the things that were being done or are being done to ensure that everyone is aligned with the team's objectives. So as we move forward, I strongly recommend that you find the right tools that work for you and your entire team. There's so many out there. So oftentimes you have to try some and you know, or try one, doesn't work, you try another, right? Or you talk to others in the industry and say, what happens? What are you using that is helpful? Hopefully this episode will spark some conversation and people can share what has been working for them. So that's what I would suggest. And another thing I would say is be open to embracing change. That's always something or something that's often people are apprehensive about change. I've always done it this way. I want to continue to do it this way. But in this landscape that we're in right now, we have to be willing to change. We have to be willing to adapt to change and be willing to try new things. It's super, super, super duper important and critical. So as we embrace change and we adapt to this new reality and we continue to lead with empathy, trust, and also providing accountability for one another, and we have a keen eye on results, I feel as though that can lead us to be successful in our leadership as we're working in these hybrid spaces. So as we conclude this episode, it's evident that the leadership landscape is evolving and we as leaders must evolve with it. Now, adapting to the hybrid workforce and work world means mastering a new set of skills and approaches that cater to dynamic and diverse team environments. The shift from traditional face-to-face communication as the only way or the best way, this now has changed to virtual meetings and digital collaboration tools. And this change in medium is also transforming how we connect, how we collaborate, and how we achieve results. So embrace the changes, adapt to the new reality, and continue to lead with empathy, with trust, and have a keen eye on results. And we will see just how much we could transform and how much we can improve on what we're already doing. So with that, I look forward to hearing your feedback and your comments and seeing what's working for you, what's not working for you, and see how we can help one another. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Please feel free to go to geotechnicalengineeringpodcast.com where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in this episode, that being episode 88, as well as links to near the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, we wish you the very best and all of your geotechnical engineering endeavors. Peace. 
Thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the latest version of our AE Industry Trends Report to get answers to the questions that you want to ask your staff, but you may be afraid to do so. How long will the great resignation last? How long should you allow employees to work remotely? And how are successful firms using data to grow sustainably for the long term? You can learn the answers to these questions and more by downloading the report at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.